Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Courtney and I'm in my cool basement with my best friend, Al. Hello. <laughs> We're about to get hot and heavy in here. Ooh, I'm just trying to match the vibes. <laughs> oh, these are the vibes I'm laying down. Oh, boy. The <laughs> horny ones. <laughs> I can easily be sexual without making it into a joke. <laughs> no, I can't. Nope. <laughs> Look, I'm over 34. It's hard to get horny. Listen, if someone farts during sex, I'm done. I am laughing. Are you down? I, yeah. Oh, I, I don't mind, but I, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna be laughing too hard to go anywhere from there. I'm gonna finish <laughs> at least. Oh, but I might be like, you... You don't need to. You go. <laughs> Well, I'm about to finish us both. Oh, boy. Together. Oh, my God. At the you same ready? time? Yeah, let's hold hands. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Wendy ha- Yaffe. I think it's Yaffe. J-A-F-F-E. Yeah. Yeah. Yaffe. Had quit her job as a Santa Monica lawyer in March 1992. Shortly after, she began a small confections company called Cool Chocolates. Cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. I guess it was the 90s. I guess you could name a company that. Yeah, I don't know. Cool Chocolates began to produce small green chocolates that were coated in a green candy shell. The product was called the Green Ones. Oh. Yeah. The Green Ones. And the price tag was $4.95 for a 6.9 ounce jar and $25 for a 69 ounce jar. Nice. Right? (laughs) That was on purpose. Oh, really? Because she was trying to make it horny. In order to advertise the new candy, Yaffe appeared in People magazine with a bedroom photo shoot covered in her green candy. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Al's, Al's classic horny noise. <laughs> the new candy was promoted in news across the country, especially struck a chord within a lengthy article in Playboy magazine. Oh. You know, the sexiest the magazine. The sexy magazine full of the ladies. Ooh, boy. I love an old Playboy, though. <laughs> I kind of do. I didn't have much experience with it. My brothers no. um, didn't have old Playboys, but they did have new Maxims. So that was kind of where <laughs> Ooh, I was at. <laughs> Maxim. They were kind of freaky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I got the ones with Bush. I love know. a Bush. The Bush Sr., Oh. He was in Playboy. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's not my no. preferred kind of bush. I don't think that was Playboy, actually. My preferred kind of bush is Jeb. <laughs> but while the sexy, mystic feelings surrounding these little green candies, Yaffe said that she got the idea when her friends in college confess to picking out specific green sweets to feed them to their lovers. What?! What? The rumor, which started in the 1970s, was that the dye used to make processed foods green made you horny. The green ones make you horny. Have you ever heard about this? It's starting to sound familiar. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So in my school, it wasn't, we'll talk about the green ones, but it was Mountain Dew made your ball shrink. No, yeah, I've heard that. I've (laughs) heard that. Yeah, yeah. And soy milk. Oh, soy milk makes your balls shrink? Yeah. Oh, that's too Cause bad. Because it, 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 it has estrogen in it. No, this is specifically about the dye. Oh. Well, Maybe. I felt very bad at the time because I had to drink a lot of soy milk oh. because of my ulcerative colitis. Oh, no. <laughs> my balls. My balls. I'm trying to get rid of the estrogen. <laughs> 
The green ones were selling well until a New Jersey candy maker went after Yaffe and Cool Chocolates. They claimed that the characters and the packaging of Yaffe's green ones bore too close of a resemblance to their own trademark cartoon figures. Officials said the company took legal action against the green ones because they felt the name, reputation, and, quote, wholesome image of their product was being disturbed. The two went on to the federal court in Trenton. Mm, Trenton. Yes. Trenton. The highest court. Oh. And the case ended in a secret settlement. Yaffe did not disclose the specific term, but she did say that the court ruled that she would have to change the name of her candy to stay in business. Did there, was her name close to what the other one was? Then why would she have to change it if it already wasn't? (laughs) Okay. I don't think that our legislative system (laughs) is functional. Cool Chocolates changed their green ones to greenies and changed the packaging completely. The cat treat? And the dog treat. Yeah. (laughs) I... They don't exist anymore, but I just assume that Greenies, the dog bone, fucking came after them next. (laughs) Sales boomed after the suit, with the company selling 7,000 pounds of the candy the year before, up to 8,000 pounds of the candy between Christmas and Valentine's Day alone. Specifically on Valentine's Day. Oh, because they make you horny. Because they make you horny. (laughs) By the late 90s, however, Greenies could no longer be found. But the larger confectionery company, with their own colorful chocolate-coated candies, had decided to embrace their own green aphrodisiacal roots. So what candy are you eating that makes you horned up? Is this the, um, is this the m It all began with Forrest <laughs> Mars Sr. Oh my god. Who visited Spain during the Spanish Civil War. With George Harris, who had recently married into the Roundtree family. Mars had a large argument with his father in the U.S., so he sent off to Europe to expand the family business there. <laughs> Remember back in the day when you had a fight with your kid, you could just send him off to Europe to do more capitalism? <laughs> do, do more capitalism. Send <laughs> off chocolate. While Mars is senior and Harris toured the soldier camps. Now, I can't tell you which side. But I'm going to guess the fascist one. (laughs) Probably not the, uh, probably not the other guys, huh? Yeah, I don't think so. Can you imagine touring soldier camps, fascist soldier camps, as a vacation? Mm, No. (laughs) This is the history of our chocolate (laughs) in our country and theirs. While Mars Sr. and Harris toured the soldier camps, they both noticed the soldiers enjoying a dreges. Small candy coated lumps of chocolate. Apparently they called them like rabbit poops. Oh, That's yeah. That's what they call them. Because they My- look like little rabbit poops. <laughs> I don't know if I've told the, the story on this podcast. Huh? My brother absolutely used to go through our garden when he was a very small child and eat the rabbit poops because he thought they were chocolate chips. Well, <laughs> you blasted. <laughs> Wait, which brother? Brian. Oh. I just blew your whole spot up. <laughs> Gross. Yep. Disgusting. <laughs> Too bad he didn't have a jage. <laughs> a jage. A jage. Drage. Drage. Draggy. 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 That's how I say it. <laughs> the candy was perfect for war. I guess. Uh, <laughs> the candy coating meant that. Are you the, saying this? Yeah. I did. I wrote it down. The candy coating meant the treats did not melt in soldiers' pockets or bags. Like regular candy bar would. Oh, would it melt? Um, I guess it would melt in their mouth, huh? not in their pants. Yeah, not. 
They tried that one. They tried that one. Don't melt in your pants. It's hot in there. (laughs) Morris Sr. and Harris both knew they had something big. Both agreed, after much negotiation, that they would take back their ideas to their chocolate-producing families and share the market. Roundtree produced Smarties, and Mars produced M&M's. Oh, my God. Yup. A schism. (laughs) (laughs) Now, are you a a Smarties or M&M household? Well, before we even discuss this, I want to just clarify for any Americans listening. Oh. Now, when we're talking about Smarties, we mean the chocolate ones. Oh, yeah, they don't know. Because our rockets are their Smarties. Oh, yeah, you eat the the The, the chalky little round fruity. We call those rockets. Yes. We do. Smarties are ovular. They're M&M's, but they taste okay. much they're better. They're way better. They're so they're much show, better. And they don't have as many kinds, but frankly, they don't need them. They don't need them. We have mint, maybe, but they don't need them. No. No. Because they don't, they're not trying so hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, I they don't would, even have characters for Smarties. They don't Because they don't characters. need them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, let me tell you a little bit about the characters. Because <laughs> okay. you're going to need to know about them. Yeah, oh, anyway, Smarties or M&M's for you? For me, Smarties. Yeah, definitely Smarties. Although I, do, I will crush a bag of peanut butter or pretzel M&M's, Ooh, especially the at the movies. Crunchy, also very good. Do you remember Astros? Astros? No, I don't know Astros. Astros were like a chocolate cover, candy-coated chocolate with a puffed rice center. Oh. And they weren't around for very long, but they were very good. Oh, I've never, I didn't get those, probably because it was in the States. Yeah, I think it was when wow. I was in like middle school that they existed. Astros. Yeah, the the crispy M and M's are my favorite. Yeah, and the pretzel M and M's. But Smarties are still better. They're still better. Like you still want a bowl full of them, and there's just a really good feeling when you stick your whole hand in and you feel around. And you grab and you just put a whole mouthful. Okay, in it. so I'm just gonna make a little note for my head <laughs> to not share a bowl of Smarties with you. Fine, 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 fine. There's a waxiness to M and M's that I, I don't. I like think to lick my hand and then yeah. I put it in the bowl and then I eat the ones that stick to it. I like to, to open the box and pour them all in my mouth and then. Spit them one by one into my popcorn bag. <laughs> That's a crime. Look, COVID changed us, and <laughs> I'm sad. M&M's became popular in World War II as American soldiers carried the treat, much like the soldiers that Mars Sr. saw during the Spanish Civil War. Probably the fascist ones. Probably the fascist ones, yeah. But in World War II, not the fascist not ones. Not the fascist ones. Specifically not the fascist Yeah. Ones. Man, we've come so far, huh? <laughs> we sure have. By the late 1940s, M&M's were widely available uh, publicly with their popular slogan, it melts in your mouth and not in your hands or pants. <laughs> that was trademark in 1954. By this time, the candies only came in tan. Oh, a fascist color. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Brown shirt tan. In 1960s, M&M's added yellow, red, and green. Mm. Perhaps it was because the color green has historically been associated with fertility. Or because... It was the 1970s in food coloring, especially red dye number two, was being reviewed by the FDA. You know Monsanto was like, let's put a little horny juice in this one. <laughs> let's see what happens. Oh my gosh, conspiracy theory. People weren't fucking and having kids. So they're like, we, like, we got it. It was never the war. Whoa. The baby boom was never the war. Whoa. Oh. Wow. It was. Horny green M&M's. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I just blew that wide open, I, just like your grandparents did. To each other. Uh-huh. uh-huh. An urban legend began to grow across college campuses, seemingly centered around California, because that, that's where the, like, earliest early, uh, urban legends came from. It, around California. This, yeah, all of them. <laughs> green M&M's 
made you horny. Mm. Quote, the first time that I heard about the myth, I was in sixth grade, said Bev Richard, an 18-year-old Los Angeles native who is now a freshman, or who was a freshman at Boston University in the 70s. But it wasn't until I go to, went to college that I discovered for myself that it was true. Bev. Be- may I call you Beverage? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? You want to say something to her? <laughs> Do you think Bev got horny? You think she's like... Oh, I think oh. she got horny because yeah. she was a college student. <laughs> Yeah, God, we're you're being horny like twenty four seven. Wild. Well, wow. to be fair, I did start testosterone this year, yeah. <laughs> so the memory's a little more recent. And testosterone is just green ones, right? They're just it's green. all it's green one juice, <laughs> <laughs> melted syrups of green M and M's. Elias Bachman, a freshman at the University of Colorado in Boulder, said, "Quote." I think it's a psychological thing. The more you believe, the better chances you are of getting lucky. What? <laughs> <laughs> the myth about the horny green M&Ms continued in the late 70s and early 80s when Van Halen requested bowls of it backstage. Ah, this I remember. Now, I look... Okay, so I looked at this. There were... There were a specifically... On articles about horny green M&M's, mention Van Halen. Okay. But any other articles I found was just like, Van Halen didn't want the brown ones. Yeah. Which is weird because I thought that there were people that asked for only the brown ones because brown is the natural color of chocolate. Oh. And therefore, maybe they wouldn't have dyes in them. Oh, well, they're just still dyes Also, ridiculous. <laughs> no, but there is reports of him Wanting green ones to get, you know, everyone horny. Oh, I think the brown ones make you horny because brown's the color of dirt and dirt is where things grow. And things growing is just plants having sex. You know? No. Sorry. Oh. Stick with your other conspiracy theory. <laughs> that one was way Oh, better. the baby boom. Yeah, the baby okay. boom. The green M&M baby boom. This is the environment in which Wendy Yaffe and the green ones sprung up and really leaned into the urban legend with their sexy ad campaign. Mm-hmm. American mothers became nervous, and rumors of parents plucking out the green M&Ms from their kids' candy bowls circulated oh, around the country. What if my child gets horny? <laughs> Little Bobby, his dick is straight out. <laughs> What are we going to do with him? I saw him yanking it in the tub the other night. It's because you gave him m and m And he ate all the green ones. The Mars company definitely shied away from the rumor. They knew that ever since the candy's conception in 1940s, rumors would circulate about each of the colored candies. Quote, My own kids used to play a game that if the last one out of the bag was a red one, you would make a wish on it and it, the wish would come true, said Hans uh, Fusinki. Uh, he's um, He was a, a project manager for the Mars Corporation. Oh. Then there's one that if the last one out of the bag is yellow, you don't have to go to work that day. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people call them sick using that one. <laughs> Did you ever play games like that? Like, I mean, Smarties has Do You Eat the Red Ones Last. Yeah. Which is really interesting. No, what I would do is if I would get a bag or a little box of Smarties yeah. or... God help me, M and M's. Yeah, um, I would arrange them all uh, by color. Okay, so like a graph, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you'd have your Roy G Biv along the bottom, and then the number of each color going upwards. Whoa! And then I would. <laughs> That's I, too much. Did I mention that I, <laughs> that I have a severe anxiety disorder and have since childhood? No, really. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, and then I would eat the ones that there were too many of. Until there was the Equal. same number of all of them. Okay. No, and then I would sense. eat them one at a time. That from, and when, what was the last red color to purple, you ate? You ate purple last? Uh, me, always blue. Or yeah, red. I went brown, red, orange. Never red. Red meant someone died. Oh. In my, again, 
massive anxiety <laughs> as I a like, child. I like how you're like, did you play these games where, like, we, what color M&M we ate depended on? And, like, literally the other day I was like, Courtney, when I was a child, I used to watch my brothers choke each other until they passed out. And touch tongues with other kids. <laughs> Boy. My childhood was <laughs> something. Something. Look, the M&Ms have to be equal or someone dies. <laughs> uh, Mars even played around with the concept in 1986 with an ad campaign that featured two young kids playing baseball. One kid explains to the other that the brown ones let him hit singles, the yellow ones let him hit doubles, but the green ones give him a home run. Your batting average is totally awesome. What's your secret? M&M. I hit singles when I ate the brown ones, doubles with yellows, orange, triples. And with the green ones, I take the ball downtown. In his pants. He's a child, Al. You can't they make him horny. They can't. Well. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, no. Kids be horny. Kids yeah. is... Kids, kids is, horny all the time. Look, I teach grade 12s. Fuck. You cannot ask any, any child with a penis. You cannot ask them to stand up at any point. Because they might. <laughs> Stand up. It's a problem. The children's youth are... I have to stop them. It's me, Nancy Reagan. (laughs) Put one of those warning symbols on the M&M bags. By 1995, the momentum of M&Ms have faltered. Mars took their small budget to an advertising agency, BBDO, and trusted creative director Susan Criddle with a complete rebrand and refurbishment. They did not have a big enough budget to go bold, so Criddle had to say simple. They started with the M&Ms themselves. BBDO connected with Will Vinton, creator of the California Raisins, The Noid, and the animator who had coined the term claymation. Oh. Yeah. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. Yeah. Can I, um, hey. Yeah. What does BBDO stand for? Big body dildo offer? Can I, can you hit with, can I hit you with yeah. this? Big balls, dick optional. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you don't want a lot of work. Yeah. Sometimes you just, you don't want the shaft. Just the two big balls. <laughs> wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. Okay, great. Will Vinton, uh, to create the M&M mascots from the ground up, with Blue Sky Studios hired to do the animation. Oh. So they did, what, that movie Robots? They did that movie Rio? I think they did the Literally Ice Age. just, they got bought by Disney and then yeah. recently shut down. And they got, yeah, 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 yeah those guys. Ripped. It's a real shame. Well, they did the M&Ms. Oh, hey, well. Um, well. Well. Uh, the first M&M's rebrand hit the airwaves, featuring John Lovitz as the sarcastic, <laughs> egotistical, red, plain M&M, and John Goodman as the wow. happy-go-lucky yellow peanut M&M. That's it's a power duo. It is a it is a power duo. Um, they did the commercials for the first batch. Now I want to talk about something because I didn't really connect it. Yeah. The M and M's. They got M and M bodies. But yes. They got fleshy arms and legs. Yeah. And Very. They're much, wearing gloves and shoes. And they're wearing gloves and shoes. Very much like the California Raisins. Very much like the California Raisins. So I raisins. can see that idea. And they do kind of look Raisin-esque, but, but smooth. Yeah. And sometimes M&Ms have raisins in them. No. No. But do they? No. no. What if they... I'm surprised they have it. Here's a question. What? What if the M&M guys weren't wearing shoes and you could see their feet? Oh. <laughs> hey, Al, that's too horny. Okay. That's too, too horny. 
The pair was fe- were featured with primetime celebrities of the age. Stephen Weber, Tia Carrere, Dennis Miller, and Patrick Warburton. What are you doing? What? You're eating M&M's. Yeah, so are you. I'm not an M&M. If you don't eat your own kind, it's unnatural. <laughs> you got Hi. the tick on there? Hi. No, no, he's putty now. This is like 95, oh. so he's pu- it's peak putty. Each commercial would be a short little slice of life, usually featuring the two anthropomorphized chocolates eating M&M's or being threatened to be eaten themselves. The ad campaigns were a smash hit and soon led to a continued set of TV ads with the M&M personalities. Now, with Billy West voicing Red, who is Fry from Futurium, and voicing Yellow, J.K. Simmons. What? Who still voices him to this day. The mean music man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson? Why? Why? Why does he need to voice the yellow M&M? Does he need to? No, he wants to. He wants to do it. Yeah, he does. Soon, Marsh decided to add more characters to the mix. A contest was held for a new M&M color. Consumers would vote between pink, purple, and blue. The blue one won, and soon a almond M&M voice by Phil Hartman... <laughs> Appeared on TV ads with red and yellow. Hey He did like a like a Blues Brothers thing. Yeah. And it was it's a weird ad because it's kinda like red and yellow put on blue face to pretend they're cool. Oh my god. Yeah, it's not cool. Why did they have to make a new M M&M and M color? They couldn't just have one of the already existing M M&M and M colors be a character. Is it because the tan ones were too fascist? I think they got rid of tan. Maybe. Yeah, they didn't want that. You know they can't have that. They can't have they could have done orange. They could have done green. I don't think orange came yet. But oh. he's about to. Oh, okay. Pop him out. Let's talk about let's talk about that. <laughs> In 1997, the M&M's characters became so popular, Mars opened up a flagship store featuring the mascots on the Las Vegas Strip. So it's the M&M store. The M&M store. Because yeah. it's just, they realized that these they, people like the personalities and they could sell merchandise with the M&Ms on it. Yeah. It's still open today. It's I've 2021. Been, still open. I've been to the one in Times Square. There's one in Times Square. Yeah, the M&M store is huge. People love these little guys. People love these little guys. And it's like, it's a BuzzFeed article waiting to happen. Which, which M&M are you? Which <laughs> I'm... I'm the John Lovitz one. (laughs) I'm I'm the Phil Hartman one. (laughs) The merchandise was flowing, and the company decided to extend its reach with a brand new character, Green. Green. And this time, Mars decided to lean into the rumors and make Green sexy. Ooh la la. (laughs) Quote, it's so grotesquely obvious, and that makes it funny, says Jennifer Burke. (laughs) Professor at the food at food studies program at NYU. They know they're doing it. It's subversive. What? They're making fun of themselves and making fun of their product at the same time. Oh, I just hit myself. You can't. I absolutely just hit myself in the boob. No, don't do it. No, not in the boob, buddy. In she, the in the she, flat place. She ain't there anymore. <laughs> There's no padding. That's yeah. not what that's not what subversive means. I don't think. Well, is it? It's like, hey, we know you know the green ones make you horny. So here's a horny M&M. She horny. It's subversive when I make fun of myself because I wear glasses. Is it? No. Oh. (laughs) Oh, you're doing a not funny green Uh I see. BBDO creative director Susan Criddle was in charge of Green's final design. Quote, 
We gave her white go-go boots because we couldn't figure out how to give her ankles. <laughs> oh, I thought it was because of the uh, the cultural influence of Austin Powers. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> well, uh, Criddle said all the early drawings made Green look as though she had shapeless green tree trunks. Rude. Not fitting in with her seductress character. Okay, well. <laughs> my little fucking tree trunks over here. <laughs> We're going to go scoot away. Finally, the creative team hit on the idea of giving green go-go boots to wear instead. This quote, the CMO was like, go-go boots. That's Nancy Sinatra. That's too far back, Creedle said. So I went down to Madison Avenue, where go-go boots were definitely part of the fashion in 1996. Because of Austin Powers. Oh! It has to be. 96? Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. And the green ones, do they make you horny, baby? Baby. Ooh, they do. <laughs> Shagadelic. Green made her way onto TV advertisements voiced by Canadian Cree Summers. Do you know Cree? Oh, yeah, Yeah. Cree Summers. And the public went buck wild. Uh, I'll post a couple. The the first one is very sexy. She's. I remember. Where were you the first day you saw Green? Mars embracing their horny roots has continued into the 2010s. In 2017, they revealed that two of their mascots were in a relationship. <laughs> you okay? Oh, yeah. The official M&M's Twitter account shared a picture of Green on the beach holding hands with Brown, M&M's other female mascot. What? The caption read, It's rare Miss Brown and I get to spend time together without some colorful characters barging in. I think I remember this. Brown and Green are lesbians. They're lesbians. Yes, Green is in a loving lesbian relationship with Brown. It is canon. And yes, the other M&Ms frequently try to barge in while the two candies are making sweet, sweet love. Wendy Yaffe would be proud and that the Green One's legend lives on. Hey, M&Ms, thank you for my rights. (laughs) Look, the two two female M&Ms can kiss... And that should make us feel good inside. <laughs> okay, you ready to see an ad featuring sexy green M&M's? Please. I actually don't have... It's not a sexy one. It's the one that is kind of like, oh no, the green ones make you horny. <laughs> it's the funniest one. Okay, I'm excited. Okay. We are going to watch this ad and uh, you can find the link to it on our website at creeps.gay or on our Twitter. And uh, we'll be right back. Or in the sources. Or in the sources. Now we'll be right back. Mm, yeah. Will we? We'll see. Yeah. We'll return after these messages. It's coming down. Oh, come on, Gail. I just don't like it. He's a boy. That's what boys do. But he's my little boy. Makes me feel uncomfortable. At his age, I'd be concerned if he wasn't interested. I'm just not ready for this. Wow, 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 wow. I think I remember that ad, but I, you know, obviously I didn't remember the particulars of it. 
This is from 2001. It's called What About the Green Ones? Or yeah. something like that. And it is specific reference to the green ones make you horny. Which, yeah, I guess they, they paid for that. <laughs> so you want to describe what happened in the end? Yeah. Okay. So we see uh, a couple. They are sitting on their teenage son's bed. Yeah. Hank Hill and Peggy Hill. Type. Yeah, very. And yeah. they're talking about how um, the, the husband's saying, you know, it's natural. He's a teenage boy. And yeah. the wife is saying, I'm, not, I'm just not ready for this. Um, and we pan up to a uh, very... Um, Maxim-esque yeah. poster of a green M&M coming out of the water. Now, she couldn't melt in that water, though, right? Yeah, that water's probably a little toasty. I guess if she melt, that's just her nakey. Well, that that's one thing I want to mention, is that, like, I feel like there were so many ads about the green M&M, green M&M were about, like, trying to get her shell off <laughs> so they could see the chocolate her inside? natural chocolate skin. But I don't, think, I don't think the chocolate is her body. I think, like, if you're a peanut M&M, the peanut is your body. You think the peanut's your body? Yeah, I think the chocolate's the clothing. Okay, but what if your body's just peanut butter? Or what if it's... It's just peanut butter, then, baby. If it's plain, you got, I don't know, some a nervous system connecting your eyes and lips and hands, I guess. I can't. I can't agree with this. I simply can't agree with but, it. But, okay. I, but here's the thing. There's so many... I'm gonna get... I'm gonna go on a rant. There's so many M&M commercials about them like eating being eaten yeah and they're okay yeah i you know i mean that's wild that's all other thing here's what i think okay i think the shell yeah is the dermis okay but why is their dermis not the same as they got like fleshy hands and legs i think that's the flesh i think the chocolate and the thing are their clothing you think the chocolate is part of the clothing yeah 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 absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not but then it would hurt. Look, if Why would they want to be just eaten? the nut? Is the buddy you just got yeah. just a nut floating in there? Yeah, no. How's it connected to anything? Nerves and veins. Oh, nerves and veins. Yeah. Absolutely you know cannot. How, wait, okay, you know how you got to take the vein out of a shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what you got to do with an M&M. Awful. You, or you eat their poop. Sorry? You know, because the, the, the shrimp veins is the poop. Yeah, okay. So when you eat an M&M, it's just poop, baby. <laughs> which part is the vein and which part is the poop? I'm so confused. The shell is the dermis. Shell is a, a clothing no, item. No, the shell it is the... It can't be a dermis. Well, why is she wearing go-go boots? Again, those are clothing. Are they shell? Well, are they wear, shell? You can't... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you can't wear a shell on your feet. That's uncomfortable. That's not practical. <laughs> but you, you can wear shoes. There okay, are, so shoes and shell aren't the same thing. Shoes and shell aren't the same. But, but you're saying both are clothing. clothing. Yes. Your shoes aren't the same as your t-shirt. <laughs> but my my skin also isn't the same as my flesh. Hmm. Shell is skin. Okay. They're all naked. Okay, they're all naked. Wait, no, because there are commercials with them with zippers, and they're zipping yeah, up their clothes. Yeah, and those are unholy. <laughs> There's a commercial with Green M&M, and she has her shell off, and a guy walks in, and she goes, oh, now I'm naked. Okay, even if I could concede yeah. that the shell was the clothing, yeah. I cannot also concede that the chocolate is the clothing. In that case, the chocolate must be flesh. Okay, here's the thing. I did see all of the M&M's commercials. Okay. And there is a very specific commercial, and I will have to find it for you, and I'll put it somewhere, where yellow M&M, maybe blue M&M, with the peanut, he takes off his candy shell. Mm -hmm. He's chocolate underneath. Then he takes off his chocolate, and it blurs the peanut inside. 
So the peanut's his dick. The pe- <laughs> I don't think so. Listen, I am willing to accept okay. that you are this podcast's foremost M&M expert. I am. I wrote and scholar. so many commercials. Yes. However, yes. I simply can't agree. Okay. Then we agree to disagree. And that's the way it is. Yeah. I have some advertisements to show you later, though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> listeners, hey, if you want to weigh in. Yeah. What part of the M&M is the, the M&M? And what part? What part's body? What's part clothing? Okay, what, wait. Flesh. Hold on. Does that mean they're cannibals then? They've always been cannibals, Courtney. <laughs> I just thought they ate the clothing, then they're fine. No. What? Well, that. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I couldn't conceive it of, of a creature of a. They're all the same what species? Yeah, correct. Like maybe different gene? No, genus. Are they different species? Anyway. <sighs> uh, <laughs> anyway, I cannot conceive of like there were so many advertisements where they're literally eating M and M's. Yeah, so they're always been cannibalisms, but they're not eating each other's clothes. But they're, they're sometimes eating each other. Yeah. Or or humans are eating them, but there's it's no big deal. And I just I I, I put no, it okay. in my body, and I think, well, they're just eating their jackets and t-shirts. It's not that they're eating each other's clothes. It's just that they have different societal mores than we do. So cannibalism is no big deal for them. It's fine. But there isn't there is a commercial where they eat a hazelnut M and M. Okay, and the the legs are still there. That's just you know what. So why not eat the legs? Maybe they're not good to eat. <laughs> oh, maybe they're grizzly. But what? Otherwise, the legs are just what? What's the otherwise? Well, those are flesh and chocolate. Is- oh, so they're but they did did they eat the nut? Uh, did they eat the nut? I'm not sure. I cannot confirm if they ate the nut. Okay, well we're gonna have to. We're find gonna out. have to. We're gonna have to anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where were we? What is this commercial? The M and M's. Oh yeah. Okay. So they make you horny. Baby. They make you horny. They look up. They see the poster. It's yeah. the hot green M and M. And then the later the wife is snooping around the room and she opens the the bedside drawer full chock full to the brim of green M and M's because he's eating them. He's getting horny. He's jerking off. That was really funny. Actually, I laughed. I laughed out loud. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> um, and then it's just everyone's sad because the the boy is horny. They're all so sad about it. Yeah. I'm still kind of... I cannot believe they're cannibals. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's just true. What? Either they're cannibals or they're eating clothing. I'd rather have them eat Neither clothing. one is conceivable. I well, I, fi- I actually... I find cannibalism a lot more conceivable than that they're eating each other's clothing. Wow. That doesn't make any sense Okay, to me. friends. What part of the M&M is the... We need you to help us. I'll draw it. I'll, like, erase the... I'll just draw it for you. I'll draw it. I don't think you. that's going to help. I've got a very good mind picture. <laughs> okay, Al. How would you bring horny green M&Ms into 2021? <laughs> there. I think I think we see a young person. Yeah. They, um, they look like they're uh, non-gender conforming. Yeah. They're walking down the street. Mm-hmm. They look around. They okay. head into the Planned Parenthood. <laughs> Okay. And the, the doctor uh-huh. prescribes them a big handful of green M&M's. Oh, that's very good. And then we see like a time lapse of them and the green M&M's. They're like popping the green M&M's. It's HRT, baby. But it works in both directions. It works in both directions. And now you're getting your horny juice, but also your tea juice. Or your e-juice. Or your e-juice. Any juice you want. Because it makes you it's horny. magic. 
These fascist M&Ms. Okay, so it is... Are you saying that you want to create a new panic? (laughs) (laughs) That America's children are... this commercial is just for us. (laughs) No, America's children are trans now. (laughs) All of them. The parents are sitting in the room. After we see the kid, like, going to get their their green M&Ms. Yeah. You see the parents in the room, and they're like, Are we being supportive enough? (laughs) Should we call them brave? Probably not. Probably not. Please don't. And then they open a, a drawer and it's all green M&M's yeah. and they're like, hell yeah. <laughs> High five. We raised the right. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Green is the new HRT. Voiced by Cree Summers and she's the supportive mom that we all need. <laughs> Bless. I'm really shaken. Look, friends, we... we <laughs> We did two in a row down, and it's very hot outside. Yeah. We're down in the basement. That's why it's kind of echoey. And I'm I'm tired. You're tired? Yeah. Well, I still got a local ad to show you. <gasps> that has invigorated me. <laughs> okay, let's do this. This isn't from anyone in particular. I just found it, and I liked it. Good. It is from the Washington, D.C. area. I'm glad you brought this one up. Yeah. Because it is very famous. You see, like, them on the, like, the best local ads in the world. Yeah. It's Junri uh, Martial Arts. Martial Arts uh, company in... In Washington, Washington D.C. No one will bother me. No one will bother me. Um, this this local ad has a couple key elements we love to see. Yeah, got a banging song. Oh, it's got a easy to remember number. Yeah, USA one thousand. USA one thousand, baby. How June? How did you get this? How did Junry? you? How did you? How did you swing that? Are you a wizard? It definitely looks like it's from the eighties. Yeah, and my personal absolute favorite the part: the two kids. The two kids. Yeah. Uh, the the main point of the commercial is like if you take junior self defense, nobody bothers you because yeah. you can kick their ass. Yeah. Uh, and then at the very end, with the the phone number, you see uh, first um, one little kid who says nobody bothers me, uh, in a, a very adorable little yeah. child voice, yes. and then then there's another kid who says the same thing, but he does a wink. He does do a wink. He does a perfect wink. And you know that he could probably kill a man. Oh, absolutely. Because nobody bothers him. Nobody bothers him. Wow. That's a good one. That was a, yeah. That's a classic. I've, Very I've good. been, I've had that one in my pocket for a little Have bit. You? Yeah, yeah. And I was glad to pull it out. I kind of also want... got some M&Ms in there. Oh. They are not in good shape. Are they the green ones? You know it. Wow. <laughs> Every time you pop one of those, your vocal cords get a little <laughs> Uh, if you have a local ad that you want to share, I think you should email us at adcreeps at gmail.com. You can also go to Twitter at adcreeps or Instagram at adcreeps. And if you want to leave us a review um, that actually doesn't really mention the podcast but just talks about what you think the anatomy of an M&M is, hey, <laughs> might as well make it five stars, am I right? Are the M&Ms cannibals? Yes, no. Just tell us in a five-star review. Works for me. Yeah. Also... Did the green ones make you horny, baby?
<laughs> Let us know. Oh, okay. I'm ready to blast off. Let's do it. Until next time, we are signing off. But first, word for my spouse. Almost said the other one. <laughs> the horny one. The horny one. Mm-hmm.